Coming up in this episode of the Dark Theme Park Show, we give you a preview of everything coming to theme parks this summer. Greetings and welcome to the Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdoms podcast, all about the creepiness of theme parks. I'm your host, Mr. James H. Carter II. Coming up in this episode, we give you a preview of what's coming to theme parks this summer, and we talk all about it. Well, it's almost time for rope drops, so let's open the gates. Okay, I am here with Sir Florida Man himself, Grant. Yeah, (laughs) Sir Macho Man Randy Savage himself. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, was that Kool Aid Man? No, they both. It was a combination. Oh yeah, it was a combination of both. There. Um, Yeah, welcome to this this fun episode of. The Dark Theme Park Show. At least I hope it's fun. Anyways, so we're going to be giving a little preview of uh, what's happening this summer. Of course, the summer is uh, usually when the theme parks uh, bust out all the uh, all the stuff. <laughs> and also, we have some events coming up as well. It's going to be a dark, dark summer, and we're super stoked. So we're going to give a little preview of that. But since we have Sir Florida Man... You know, on the show right now, the the world traveler himself, he's constantly, you know, giving um, Carmen San Diego a run for her money. <laughs> uh, you just got back from another trip. If you want to, we're gonna have a full uh, written report coming out very soon, as 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 you can expect from Grant's trip reports. But um, what was uh, you just came back from a the Disney Alaska cruise? So what are what are some uh, highlights of that experience? Um, well, sadly, um, as I'm chasing Carmen San Diego, I do not have Rockapella behind me, you know, singing my theme song, <laughs> but. But uh, that's a deep cut right yeah, there. That was... <laughs> Somebody will get that. Okay. Um, anyway, um, I will say that Alaska, not creepy at all <laughs> as far as uh, creepy kingdom type stuff goes. But it was well worth it. Um, it was a nice little week-long trip from Vancouver. Um, I, I always believe in getting the cheapest room possible just because even then the cheapest room was like $3,600 for a week. So um, wow. Disney is not cheap for their cruise to like yeah. kind of compare that. Uh, I saw online afterward that I could have gotten a uh, the same cruise for my wife and I that was thirty six hundred dollars with a different company for about eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, that doesn't say that I was that was going to be my guess. That's the that's the uh, Disney upcharge for cruises. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like we're doing another cruise um, because when you are on the ship, they give you the offer to spend $250 and that goes toward your next cruise, but they take 10% off of that cruise and then $200 stateroom credit for the next cruise. So that's good for souvenirs, alcohol, excursions, what have you. So they kind of get you where you are going to get locked into this cycle of always having a cruise booked 
Um, we're going to do the transatlantic one in 2021 because we have too many trips planned between point A and point B. And that leaves uh, from Miami and goes all the way to Spain. And from, you know, I want to check out uh, Porta Ventura in Spain, which just opened up the Sesame Street Dark Ride. And uh, I'm going to do a trip from there. We're going to get on a flight and go to uh, the Netherlands so I can check out Efteling for a couple days, which at least on Theme Park Insider has been has unseated Tokyo Disney Sea for the world's best theme park. What's the name of this place again? Efteling. E-F-T-E-L-I-N-G. Wow. There are creepy dark rides, boat rides, roller coasters. It's a well-rounded park, but everybody says take two days to see it. So uh, checking that out. But anyway, um, back to the cruise. What you're paying for is that extra Disney touch. You wind up getting, uh, at least I found that the food was better than the other cruise lines I have done. The entertainment is really, really, really nicely done. Uh, like each night you have a different Broadway play or a legitimate act that you would see in a theme park. Oh. And um, you get to meet the characters in different outfits. Uh, I think we've found many in four or five different outfits. So uh, and that's, one it's your, really, that's one of your guys' hobbies is uh, getting pictures with them in as many different outfits as, as possible. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, I would say a Disney cruise is worth the extra expense. If you are a character hunter, uh, but for the most part, I, I don't know how much I can vouch because I don't. I haven't done enough other cruise lines to really compare. Uh, I've only done two other cruise lines for brief periods of time, so you know I'm not sure if the extra you know twenty five hundred dollars or so that we spent was worth what it was. But we did have a good time, so you know we, you know they say money kind of comes and goes, but your life only passes by once. That is wow. We got real deep here, real fast. <laughs> real deep, real, really fast. You know, you. I, I did get. I did get a great photo of me um, with Minnie dressed as an Eskimo uh, in front of the glacier with me wearing a swimsuit, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. The, so yeah, it's a photo. A photo of you. Um, and what degree weather was that? Uh, about forty-five. Forty-five. Uh, well, that's not too bad, but that's pretty bad for for uh, your delicate Florid- Floridian skin. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, but uh, so, you, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me you're going to do the polar bear plunge or something like that. <laughs> they didn't offer it there. I probably would have done it just for the sake of getting to do it. <laughs> but I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a really good time, and the city of Vancouver was really nice. So uh, it's not really a creepy trip. The only thing that was kind of creepy on it was the fact that there is a restaurant on board called uh, Triton's, and everything on there is seafood. So it's mm. like, you know, are these King Triton subjects who were <laughs> disloyal to him? Now he's serving them to the uh, guests of the Disney Wonder. I mean, we may never know the answer to that. <laughs> There's also quite a bit of duck served on the boat, which is really disconcerting, especially when you get to meet Donald Duck every other day. Yeah, you've confronted Donald several times about the amount of duck available in the Disney theme parks. <laughs> Sadly, I wasn't able to take anything with me because I thought it would have been great to order some duck and then bring it to him. 
and um, maybe draw like a little uh, red or green or blue hat like it was Huey, Dewey, or Louie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sadly, they didn't allow you to take it. You can't take food out of the uh, restaurants on the cruises? Well, you might be able to, but I, I... I, the buffet, I know you can, but they give you a sit-down restaurant each day. And the way it works is you have the same people that you're dining with day in, day out. So if you don't like them on day one, you're definitely not going to like them on day seven. <laughs> uh, fortunately, we liked the people we were with. Um, but you change dining rooms every day. And you do each dining room two times. There's one that you do three. And the server actually changes dining rooms with you. Oh, so you have the same server the whole time. Yeah, yeah. and the nice thing is, is on the ship, or at the, um, at the dinner, I think five out of the seven nights, something actually happened in each dinner service. So, like, one night, um, they gave us a sheet of paper, and we had to draw a stick figure. And then at the very end of it, at the very end of the meal... They were all animated on the screen and had them dancing with the genie from Aladdin. Oh. So they animate what you drew earlier. Then another one, they did like a little mini Fantasmic show where they uh, brought up Sorcerer Mickey and played the Fantasmic theme song and had the uh, waiters all dancing. And then at the Tiana restaurant, they had a night where uh, Tiana wound up uh, singing and then they did like a whole Mardi Gras thing and they brought out Louie. So they turned it into a real Mardi Gras party. Well, that seems like – I mean, to me, that's what you're paying for, those kind of experiences. You that's exa- That's what I'm saying is that's what you're paying for. You know, the, the lounge entertainment was great, but I don't know. Like I've never – I haven't done any extended cruises. The other two cruises I've done, one was a Hawaii cruise, so that was kind of you're, – you're cruising more just to see Hawaii. Right. And then the – so, you know, you're not really on the ship that much. You're using that as a means to get between islands. And the other one that I did was a rock cruise with a bunch of different rock bands. So the entertainment was very low because you're there to see, uh, you know, like Blue Oyster Cult play four different times. You know, you're going from concert to concert to concert. So, you know, from what I heard on that one was that the ship's food quality actually wasn't as good as normal because it was done by a third party. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I've heard a lot about these rock cruises where bands will it'll be like a little mini music festival <laughs> on board a music ship. Music festival. See, yeah, yeah, we're doing another cruise in November through the Greek Isles. Uh, but that's different where you're basically on the ship for three hours and then you get off to the next port for five hours and then you get back on the ship because you're just going from aisle to aisle. You have three port stops a day. So it's really hard to say, like, what like what Disney is doing better. Yes, the, they have all the characters on there, but you know, are the characters worth the extra $2,500? I don't know on that one. So, uh, you well, know, I've never gone on the next couple. Of years. I was like, I've never gone on any Disney cruise. I've, I've gone on a, uh, a cruise, uh, Norwegian. Is that the name of a cruise line? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I've done and, uh, that. Oh, I also, I also went on a cruise where they had to shoot the hippo in front of me. Wow, well, we're gonna skip that story. Um, <laughs> that, 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 no, that, that involved uh, being in uh, Adventureland. Oh, the Jungle Cruise! Wow, that would have been. Um, anyways, 
I never know with you, man. Um, so, but I, I would like to go on a Disney cruise at least once in my life to experience as a Disney theme park fan and Disney fan in general. Uh, I don't know. The, the Alaska probably won't be the one I do because I, you know, I wanted to go to, uh, to Castaway Key and experience that um, cruise. So well, that- James, I, I will formally invite you. In a couple of years, we'll do the Halloween cruise. We'll all get a room, and then we can share it. We'll all get a room. Ways. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll, we'll share the room three ways, though, the price, because then it winds up getting cheaper. Yeah. I, I think on a cruise, I, I probably need my own room. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> we need to. <laughs> but we'll, we'll make it a creepy kingdom thing. Everyone can come along. We'll have a good time. <laughs> It'll be a creepy review of sharing a room with James at sea. <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not going out. All right. But enough about what you did already. Um, let's just get a little preview of what's, of what's coming up this summer. One thing that we have, we're not going to talk about right now. But we have to mention because, A, every other uh, theme park media is discussing it. <laughs> it's the biggest news in theme parks probably ever. Of course, um, as of the past week, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened up in Disneyland. Um, and as of the day of this recording, um, I have a reservation to attend on the 20th. I probably shouldn't say what date. I don't know. Well, you can. I, you don't know what time. You can see if you can find me. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, and Tanisha uh, from the show, she went yesterday. So once we both go, we'll probably we'll we'll do an episode where we can share our thoughts because obviously we don't need to cover it as news because there's no shortage of Galaxy's Edge media coverage <laughs> anywhere. Well, do you really consider the land to be open though? Like, uh, let, let's be honest. Hmm. Um, hmm. the main ride that is holding the, the, the whole land together isn't even open yet. I kind I look know, at it I, as a preview. I don't, you know, I just say it's open to the public, but I look at this time, this, this month, but not that, not that, not that rise of resistance is going to be open after the previews are over, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's been a really weird, uh, opening of a land, you know, for sure. I've been hearing lots of weird things like, um, I've been hearing very mixed things. Well, I, I have not been listening to people's thoughts on Galaxy's Edge. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I try to avoid that. I haven't watched any videos. No, neither have I. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, you can't avoid photos here and there. But um, I'm talking about um, what it's done to Disneyland because apparently it's scaring away other people that don't have reservations to go to Disneyland. So the rest of Disneyland is a ghost town, <laughs> which is not what Disneyland wants in the, in the as the summer season kicks off. <laughs> when I looked at wait times on the day that, that uh, Galaxy's Edge opened, I saw for Millennium Falcon, the highest wait time I saw, the, the four or five times I checked, it was like 45 minutes. But then everything else in the park was like five or 10 minutes. Because it was almost like all the news... Uh, outlets from what I heard out there were saying stay away from Disneyland that day it's going to be a madhouse and it's going to be insane and then nobody went right and, and uh, it's totally not going to be insane because it's it, only people that could go are people that have reservations it's going to be a madhouse when it opens to the general public um, in a few weeks yeah that's a day to stay away but this whole month nobody's going to Disneyland it's crazy <laughs> 
<laughs> when you're seeing five minute wait for Space Mountain, you're like, what the heck? Because it's that day. You would think that on that day it would be insane or that you get people who would say who would try to beg the cast members please let me in i'm all the way here from you know the other side of the world right you know like you would think that that would have been happening maybe it did maybe they were nice enough and said hey we'll let some people in i don't know i can't i haven't, I haven't heard any reports of that that might have happened the other thing of this is that um uh, I've been hearing, and you know, this is all you know. It's all a grain of salt. Um, that not everyone that had a reservation are showing up. Like people got reservations and have and didn't go. So that's why you're, the land is not uh, the Galaxy's Edge itself isn't having crazy wait times for the Millennium uh, Falcon uh, ride. Well, it's super strange because. The way that they chose to open it, and I'm convinced that this has to do with competition with Universal, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But the fact that it's almost like if they opened Pandora with the Navi River journey. Yeah. And they said, yeah. well, <laughs> the flight, of, flight of Passage is coming. And that's the showstopper. It's coming, but we don't have that ready yet. So here's Navi River journey because from everything – I mean – it seems like uh, Smuggler's Run is the next Star Tours type ride, but the next, uh, but the um, Rise of the Resistance is kind of like their big ride that they're doing. Yeah, it's so supposed it's to be really next sp- level. It's supposed to be something we haven't experienced before. So my my question is is because I've been I, as far as I've been hearing, I've been hearing some kind of middling reports. So I'm not reading anything. I've just been reading kind of overall meh on a lot of things. Do you think it was a mistake for them to open the the land in phases like this? Because it's almost like it's kind of giving kind of a lukewarm reception to begin with. It probably was because they're not getting that everybody came, there's record crowds, and everyone's losing their mind kind of uh, media coverage. You know, they're really not, they're not getting that. Um, and but you know, you know, they paint themselves in the corner saying. It would be open by X date, without but then uh, without Rise of the Resistance is is being delayed until later this year, quote unquote. So it's probably that's probably not going to open until December. Then you're going to have people even throughout the summer that are not going to go because I mean, yeah, of course, Disneyland's a local park, we know that, but there still is a good twenty five percent of visitors that are coming from out of town, and probably a little bit more than that during the summer. And they're probably going to be like, you know what, we're going to wait. You know, till the other ride opens to go visit Disneyland this year. You know, when they drive from you know out of state, you know, or something like that, or upstate even, or what? Yeah. Now, do you do you think that we're going to see a bigger media blitz and media push for Florida when that opens up? I don't know. Because keep in mind that Florida can handle a lot more people than Disneyland. You know, like when I was a little kid, I always thought Disneyland was giant and huge, and now you go there and you're like. It's really there's really not a whole lot of room there. It's um, as far as uh, things going. Like my wife was in a wheelchair for quite a while, and we went a couple times. And those narrow the the pathways. You really notice how narrow they are when you're pushing somebody. Or I can imagine if you had a stroller. Mm-hmm. But over here in Florida, it's wide open spaces, and it's like a hey, we can go and build whatever we want here. In fact, they have so many more miles of undeveloped space. There that I've heard that they can put five or six more big theme parks in Florida without making a dent, you know, as far as on uh, Disney property. 
So I'm almost wondering if we're going to see a bigger push just because there's more to do for the general public. Like, hey, mm. come here to Star Wars for one day and then you can go to Avatar and go to I mean, yeah, you, Ride Figment. Th- there's a little bit of that. But you think about it. Disneyland Park is has got more room for people than Hollywood Studios does. <laughs> like as far as parks go, you know, uh, and that it's going to be. I can't even imagine what's going to happen when it opens in, in Florida at the end of August. Uh, I, I've heard reports that they're allowing people to start waiting up to 48 hours in advance. You know, like people are going like, mean, it's, to it's, it's, it's going to be so mobbed and there's so little to do else to do in Hollywood Studios. I mean, that's the time. Well, uh, if you want to go on Tower of Terror nonstop like you did at the party a few years ago, that's the time to do it. <laughs> but, you know, the, here's the difference, though, is that while Florida, Florida doesn't have nearly as many um, annual pass holders as California does. Right, of course. Yeah. There's, still a ton, there's still a ton of us, but nothing compared to, um, to California. So when they open, if they just choose to open it, you, you're not get a bunch of um, locals, but it's all – when you go to Disney World, you don't just spontaneously decide, hey, I'm going to Disney World. There's months and months. It's almost like an Olympic event planning your <laughs> Orlando trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, what time is my fast pass for? What time uh, – what restaurant do we think we're going to want to eat at on this Thursday at 530? You know, like you have it already planned. So most people – who are already going to go to Florida, they already have that figured out. They've already known for like a year what days and times they're going. Well, yeah, but they haven't had this information out there for very long. It's only been like under two months that they even gave dates. Right? That's <laughs> why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying is I don't think it's going to be as crowded oh, as you're I, saying. Oh, I get you. I get you. Because people have already had their hotel reservations locked in, their dining reservations locked in. It's you have to have a certain amount of money and a certain amount of um, flexibility to just say, you know what, we're going to go and take the kid from, let's say, Indiana down to Florida at the end of August for the Star Wars opening. You know, um, California is much more populous, so it's a lot easier to see that fill up on a random day. You can go for one day to Disneyland and then get back home. You can make that a little weekend trip. Mm-hmm. Florida, you can't necessarily do that with. True, but I, I still think people are going to come out of the woodworks for those. Let me just go oh. <laughs> for for one day. For, for yeah, but okay. <laughs> do you? I I I will be surprised if the lines for Millennium Falcon get over three hours. I think it's going to be mm. pretty much the same length. The same amount of time that you saw waiting for Flight of Passage. And what was, that was over three hours, wasn't it, on opening day? It was, but they were having problems with the theater. So um, it was uh, – that ride, I think, has a um, lower capacity than uh, than this one, from what, I, from what I'm gathering. Hmm. I don't know. Um, now, do you think that the one in Florida is going to open up with both – rides at the same time no way <laughs> i don't think uh, rise of resistance is opening in disneyland until december <laughs> and i have no i have no guess when it's opening in uh Orlando. which is funny because this is throwing off the whole idea that you were even saying where summer is when most attractions open we're now seeing things opening at random times of the year now just because they're not ready yeah no uh, so <laughs> and then um 
when the heck is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway going to open? That was initially supposed to open up before Star Wars. Yeah, that was supposed to open this year. They said they just said it was pushed back to 2020, I believe. I don't think they even gave a month. They just and said what's 2020. wild? What's wild is from what I'm hearing is it's because there's problems with the technology, but it's it's um, trackless technology which they perfected with Mystic Manor. And the Ratatouille ride, so I would think, like, uh, you know, unless there's other things that I don't know, it's like, you know, they kind of know this technology already. Well, we don't, I mean, we're all speculating. We don't know what's in the ride. (laughs) We're all all speculating on this, but it's um, it's super strange. Like, from what I'm hearing now is um, Nikki and Minnie is going to open up in, like, February. So it's not even open. It's going to open up in time for spring break. Yeah, it's like a year. Well, it's it's like a year behind schedule then because that's what... It was supposed to open up early 2019 when they first. Yeah, because it was supposed to help absorb the blowback from um, Guardian uh, from Galaxy's Edge. And uh, man, when you have a park that only has what six rides in it, that's gonna feel some. The new ride is gonna feel a lot more pressure than it would uh, than at Disneyland. Yeah, Hollywood. I, I, I think we should uh, put a bookmark in this topic because i feel like uh the dynamics of we what's go gonna on happen. for a long time about <laughs> operations yeah yeah it's 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 pretty bizarre what's and this is a this is a really unique time in in being a theme park fan seeing this stuff unfold you know so does this seem successful to you or do you think that it's it's kind of pending right now Adele, well, because of how you define success, I think in the long run it's all going to be work out just fine, you know. But I, I, are they? Is it a? I can't speak on whether I think it's a worthy competitor, uh, competitor to uh, the Wizarding World. It looks sort of like it is. It sounds like it's going to be, but um, we'll see once I physically get in there. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't have the roaming droids yet, from what I've heard. Like that, that's not coming for another year. So it's almost like. They did open up the land very incomplete with what they were saying was going to like when at the D23 when they were explaining what was going to be going on in this land. Not all the components are there yet. So it's kind of like day one versus, you know, day thousand and one are going to be radically different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, which is which is kind of which I think is not the worst thing in the world, especially uh, for a local. But even if you're not local, it gives you a reason to go back. You know, I think that they had to get this area open. I don't think they could have said oh, it's delayed till December when they've they have to get it open for the summer. They have the D23 Expo, you know, coming to town in August. Um they you know they they got to get it open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I understand why they did it. I don't know what the answer is it's not my job to, to figure that out either and I'm, <laughs> but it, 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 it's interesting to see it all unfold but let's move on from star wars like i said we're gonna definitely do another episode on that after um i get to experience it for myself um okay but moving on to our next thing that's coming up that actually just debuted the night last night as a day of recording this in Walt Disney World, something that I'm very, 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 very jealous I will not be able to attend. But, Grant, you guys are going next week. It is the Villains After Dark event. Yes, I will be there in six days. Ooh. So uh. this is a after-hours hard-ticket event similar to a Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. And... Um, 
also so much of the various after hours parties they're having at Disneyland every few months here. <laughs> uh, but this is at the Magic Kingdom. And um, the only time I did anything like this villains thing before, outside of Not So Scary, was um, a few years back they had the one night Villains Unleashed event at Hollywood Studios. Which I went to. Which you, which you attended firsthand. <laughs> and I actually got my money back, as did everybody else, because it was, they, they oversold it. Okay, I was going to say what. Uh, so you, you... Oh, I, got, I got to meet Constantine. I got to meet um, like a villain from uh, Lilo and Stitch. But that was pretty much it. And that was the problem was that they advertised it as a bunch of villains and that they, had a, that they were only letting uh, 5,000 people in for it. And then they wound up letting fifteen thousand people in for it. So all the lines for wow. all these characters took forever. They and they the line at guest relations was huge because, and I, I did it over the phone. Um, when you're when you're spending hundred and twenty bucks and you can't get into anything, like I remember I tried to get food, and I spent a food and a drink, and the line for food and a drink was an hour and a half. <laughs> now if you only had wow. uh, the line to meet um, Constantine, who was the um, Evil Kermit from Muppets Most Wanted yeah. was two hours. And wow. when you have that kind of a weight, you know, there's a reason why they were initially supposed to only limit it to 5,000 people. And I also heard a lot of people saying, oh, we just stayed in the park. Oh, like, they, they, didn't, they didn't kick them out. Really? Interesting. They didn't kick them out. They weren't checking very hard for, like, wristbands or anything like that. And my wife wound up going to the merchandise stand and was in the merchandise stand for an hour and a half. And how, how long was, was the event? It was only, uh, it was like seven or eight hours. So it was like, we only got to do three or four things. We saw a show, but it was just, it showed that there's a man for the villains. And I keep arguing, and as a side note, I even told the cruise director, there needs to be a villain's cruise. Like, that, that was an idea that, and she thought that that was the greatest idea ever. Hmm. Uh, but that there is demand for the villains and that there needs to be a villain's park. And honestly, I can't really think of another idea for what a fifth gate at um, Disney world could be. I don't know. And I, I, they're never going to do that. I mean, that's the, obviously it's what we want to <laughs> creepy kingdom, but I don't think they're, I don't think we're going to see if, if I, you want to know my opinion. I don't think we're going to see a fifth gate in our lifetime because they're having a hard enough time keeping up with four parks, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, they're just now, you know, giving Epcot an overhaul when most of that park is so, hasn't been touched in decades. <laughs> you know? I think, on a, you know, I think one park, once Epcot's done, then something else is going to be under underhaul. You know, it's going to. Well, there's Tomorrowland, park. Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom is pretty dated, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure, that's like, you know, coming too, you know. <laughs> so it's like. Uh, I'm going to. I will. I will make you a bet on air right now that they will announce a fifth gate by the time the 50th anniversary happens 50th oh, two years no what is what is the stakes of this bet <laughs> i i don't know um, i'll pay for your meal next time you're out <laughs> all right you'll pay for my 50th anniversary meal all right so <laughs> yeah that they're gonna that they're gonna unleash the idea no by then I'm not saying it's going to be built and ready. I'm just no, no, I know, no, I got you. They're going to announce a fifth gate at the 50th anniversary. (laughs) Two years from now, I'm gonna. I have a strong feeling that that's going to happen. All right. Now this meal. 
since we're now doing bets on the show. Um, this is a uh, table service meal. Table service meal, and it it can't be Ohana because that's another podcast that does that one. Yeah, so. yeah we're not going to take uh, uh, e-ticket reports bets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Um, what we're going to do, um, uh, I'll, I'll say um, the Snow White character dining, if that still exists, or something comparable. All right. And when when so by October first to two thousand and twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. yeah. By that date specifically is what you're saying, right? Because, Correct. Because they will have a D twenty three expo that year. So, and I'll say so um, they might do it then, but by bit by midnight of October uh what is it, October second then. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that they're gonna they're gonna I'm sure they're gonna have some giant party with Bob Iger up there or whoever's CEO at that time. And then they're gonna make some comment like, Okay, well let, we have one more surprise for you. <laughs> because well what I what I am sure is that that is the time that Universal is going to unveil all the details of their upcoming new park during the 50th anniversary. Oh, I think that's going, to come, that's going to come sooner. That's no, going to no, be way no, sooner. No, I think they're waiting. No, I think they're. I think they're holding. I, I, that's my bet. That's my counter bet. There. <laughs> that that that's what they're going to they're going to have a big thing about it during the 50th anniversary uh, celebration. That's just whatever. okay. But I'm not. I'm not betting that. But I. But, I, but I'm saying. So what happens if I lose this bet? You then you buy you buy my meal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is it. Either here. way, we're eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not that bad of a bet. But um. All right. Um. But anyway, back to the villains thing. Yes. What? So we've talked about what happened in the past, but now they've extended this to. Various nights throughout the summer, about a total of 15 dates. But uh, it's smaller. It, it's much smaller. And from what I've heard is that it's not very crowded. It's much like any other after-hours regular type event. Yeah, the other one was just one like, date. Uh, That's why it was so crazy because it was just one date the the villains well, there's them. no characters to meet yeah that's an interesting that's the one glaring difference is that it states you there's no photo ops with characters which is what everybody wants to do at these events so what why did they, why are they not doing that you think it's because the lines get too long i'm not sure but honestly you know the thing is is with this one i'm kind of hesitant because i think uh with our annual pass discount i think we paid like 90 bucks or 100 bucks ahead to do this coming up and i'm not sure if that's going to be worth it now I'll, all i know that's included are specialty foods which of course you pay for so that's more money that's not included um, you mean that's available they are doing something to space mountain but i'm not sure if it's just the space mountain in the dark that they do during not so scary they have live actors in pirates of the caribbean which they did during not so scary and uh, there is a new stage show in front of the castle with all the villains. And the only other thing I've heard is that they're running the Maleficent float by itself down the parade route in the night, like at night. Um, and, of course, the uh, exclusive merchandise. Which is, uh, that's not included, of course. So it's kind of one of those things where um, it's almost like they, they do this a lot where I think it's like once a week or once every other week where it's a 
you stay in the park later for X amount of dollars. Like you pay like 150 bucks and you get like right. later admission or early admission. They do it with early admission as well. Um, and they don't tend to be that crowded. So I think the, the main attraction is that you can like pretty much walk on, on all the rides if you want to. Yeah, the other aspect of this is that this is really also more of like not so scary because you also can dress in costumes. Uh, they're saying dress up like your favorite villain. Uh, Which, yeah, I don't have time to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be spared your Gaston uh, costume, shirtless Gaston. <laughs> I, I, I will wear my well, I will wear my shirtless Gaston shirt, though, right. for sure. But, uh, you know... Um, and I can't imagine that the decorations are going to be that impressive because it's not like Halloween where yeah, they're doing that so scary and they yeah. leave it around. They, they can leave it out during the day. So I'm not sure what to expect. I'm going in with my uh, expectations very low. Well, I, I, this, this seems to me like warm up for not so scary. But they just literally are not going to start celebrating Halloween in June. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what this seems like to me. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's like not so scary light, but it's the same price, so it's kind of like no candy. I'm, that's the big difference. I'm, and no character meet and greets either. Yeah, I know. I was joking about the candy. But, <laughs> but, well, candy, James, go to the store and buy a bag of candy for a buck. Yeah, I was going to say if you're if you're going to not so scary for candy, I I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because it'll, <laughs> If you took a hundred and forty dollars and went to buy candy at the store, the amount of candy you get versus what you get, <laughs> not so scary, would not even be comparable. But anyways, I'm I, I but I do applaud this just as a you know as as for for Creepy Kingdom, um, we we know we want to support them. That's why I'm going. Stuff you know. And this is why I kind of keep thinking that they want to do more with the villains in some fashion. That, like, between the Villains Night, which is called Villains Unleashed, and this, it just seems like they're trying to really kind of put their feelers out as far as interest goes. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll come back with a. We got to do a podcast on this one, I, you know, besides just your usual trip report, because we got to. We got to. We gotta know what it's like to be there because most of us are not going to be able to to attend this event <laughs> because, like I, you said, not everyone. Cause they didn't announce they didn't announce these too far in advance either. <laughs> so um, and that's why I'm that's why I'm going in with expectations lowered. And even if you're out here and you know, like even if you're out here on vacation right now, are you really going to spend you know four hundred dollars to take your family of four for an extra five hours or whatever it is? Yeah, it's a tough upsell. If you weren't planning to do it, that's for sure. It was a t- it was a tough upsell, and I was planning to do it for me. So <laughs> we'll see, but we'll see. And I'm just hoping that they uh, that there are some surprises, and that it's a good time. All right, we'll see. Uh, but right the same day that you're going was is going to be the opening date of an attraction uh, across town in Orlando. This is, of course, um, is Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure (laughs) which is interesting to me because in my mind that's why disney rushed um opening up star wars land so they could get the jump because really they didn't really need to have star wars land ready until maybe the beginning of august for d23 
But you think Disneyland is competing against Universal Orlando? <laughs> no, I'm not saying Disneyland is competing against Universal Orlando. I'm saying that Disney is competing against Universal. The the corporate entities oh, are okay. competing against each other. Like, look, we did this first. Probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I'm planning on getting on uh, Hagrid the very next day. We're going to wake up super early and... Um, and head right to Hagrid. So I'm sure a lot of people know about it, but just briefly, this is, um, you know, it is a coaster, but the coaster vehicle is like Hagrid's motorbike with a little sidecar. You can either sit, you know, in motorcycle stance or in the sidecar. And we get to experience some of the magical creatures uh, in the Harry Potter world. This is replacing the Dragon Challenge roller coaster which was a re-theme of dueling dragons so i'm i'm still excited no matter what this ride turns out to be that they're still creating and expanding on the wizarding world because it's my it's my favorite theme park lands and experiences thus far that i've experienced firsthand <laughs> and um, well let's also talk that there's no screens it's all practical well, effects yes yes fine and that's the other thing too yeah that that there, there is no more screens. No, I'm sure they'll do their screen right. But Universal's will get a lot of flack for the, the the attractions they've been putting out the past few years being screen based, and even the last Harry Potter attraction, uh, Escape from Gringotts, um, is you know is screen based. But th- that they're actually busting out the uh, the good old animatronics. Uh, now they've they've revealed most of the creatures that will be in the attraction uh, in the other blog, Universal's blog. I haven't really been looking at that stuff because i tend i when you cover this stuff it's it's hard but i i try to not see as much of this stuff beforehand as possible i like to experience things firsthand you know i was able to avoid videos and spoilers for forbidden journey for three years before i got to write it which i know i'll never be able to do something like that again (laughs) but i went in for forbidden journey completely cold and that was that that first ride was one of my favorite theme park experiences ever, and uh, and I I think you know it's it's easy the day of social media to, or YouTube to watch all this stuff and think you know or or develop an opinion about it, but I really try to not be influenced by any of that stuff and just experience it firsthand like we did you know before all this stuff existed, <laughs> which is what I did with like Mystic Manor in in Hong Kong or uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, ride in shanghai you know like you don't want to watch those you want to experience those because that's the best way to actually you know see what the full experience is like yeah i will admit that i did watch mystic manor when it opened because i wasn't a dreamer back then and now you are now i am now you dreaming will, means that you will figure out your way to hong Kong. <laughs> yeah I, when, I, when that opened up it's like well i'm never going there so let's watch this <laughs> that was before the podcast <laughs> they have round trip flights from los angeles for like 500 bucks all the time to hong kong yeah we'll, we'll get there we'll get there but uh but but ever since that i haven't uh um uh, rick west when he was on talking about shanghai he did of course get into the details of the pirates ride because he he couldn't hold himself so i guess i know a little bit what happens but i still haven't watched the video (laughs) now um like are you considering the stuff that universal has released about hagrid already like their their like emails are you considering that to be a spoiler or are you considering that fair game to talk about 
Let me talk about that. I was specifically talking about um, they had a week a few weeks ago where every day they were revealing a new creature on their blog that's in the attraction, and I didn't well, look at any of that stuff. That's what I was talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I I saw a couple pictures, but nothing that like. Other than one thing is really sticking out in my mind. Two things are sticking out in my mind, but I'll just kind of stay silent about that then. But um, apparently this ride is breaking some world records. Really? Which, which records are those? I'm hearing, uh, I, I forget if it's five or seven launches. What? <laughs> yes. There are, I believe, seven launches in the ride. So, um, yeah, that's going to... That's going to be I'm, – I'm looking it up right now. Um, but it's breaking the record for most launches in one ride. Wow. I, I, think I've, I don't think I've ever been on a ride that had more than two. Seven. Seven launches. Wow. And then there's one other thing that they mentioned because I've done on a ride very similar to this at um, Busch Gardens Williamsburg where there's going to be um, – a Tower of Terror type drop and then launching out of it, if that makes sense. Well, some kind of free fall thing I keep hearing yeah, about. Yeah, there's a, there's a ride called Verbolton in uh, uh, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, where uh, you go into a room on the roller coaster and you stop and you see the scene and then you free fall like 10 feet and then you launch out of the building. So I think they're, they're doing something like that. Wow, that's gonna be nuts. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't even want to watch the other stuff. I just kind of want to. I want to experience oh. the story, you know, and like and see what, not anticipate the drops, you know. <laughs> now, do you think that this is Universal attacking Disney ahead of the game? As far as you can set motorcycle style, because we know what the big ride is coming. That oh, we're you building mean, oh, right now oh, being against Tron? Kingdom, it's gone oh, yeah. vertical. Tron, which I've been on in Shanghai, as uh, as you know. And it looks like the same type of seating, and that they're beating them with that kind of ride oh, in yeah. their home turf. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they were trying to get this open during Star Wars um, uh, opening time for sure. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely it, a competitor against uh, the Tron light cycle for sure, or whatever and now, it's called. And now Hagrid is actually uh, beating them. To the punch, oh, at least here in Orlando. Yeah, as far as like beating Star Wars to the punch, um, and then I guess if you sit in the sidecar, that's normal roller coaster seating. But they've said that regardless of how you sit, it's going to be a totally different experience each way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty unique. I don't think it, uh, you would you would know. Is there another roller coaster that has this type of seating, the sidecar motorcycle thing? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think so. Like, the only thought that I can think of is, like, if you were to do a ride like what used to be Dueling Dragons, and you're off the side of the track, you know, and you get closer to the water, that's the only thing I can think of. There's nothing else like that. So it's kind of neat because it re- it encourages two rides on the same trip it, so you can see what, um, what the seating, uh, what the feeling is like because apparently it's going to be a totally different feeling each way. Well, we'll see how many times we can get on with these kind of ways. <laughs> no, I did hear. I, I had heard initially on other um, on other media outlets, but I don't think that this is coming true because I haven't seen anything about it. But that there was initially supposed to be some sort of like Dumbo type spinner theme to the Whomping Willow. 
like that was going to go over the bridge, um, like through the queue, like that you get to go on like as kind of a family ride. But I've seen nothing about that. But I heard about it about a year ago. So maybe that's something that got scrapped. Well, there's so many of this. I mean, uh, we've heard a lot of rumors about attractions coming to the Wizarding World, and this was never yes. one of them. <laughs> you know, the, when they announced that, this one was kind of out of nowhere. So I think that's just how Universal is uh, is playing their cards. You know, so we don't know what's coming. You know, we don't know what's coming. I, you know, to the to their uh, fifth gate or anything like that. Not to open that Pandora's box. Different topic, but <laughs> but um, well, good. Oh, no, I was going to say is Universal has always been very cagey with what they're building. Yeah, I think that I think this is part of the, the theme park wars is they just, you know, Disney won't announce stuff before they even figure out how they're going to do it. You know, and um, <laughs> Universal. And oftentimes they don't even follow through with it. There's that. Uh, Universal, I think, used to do that. And now they've stopped. And I, I believe and it goes, it's all commentary, speculation um, that has to do with. Um, their Diagon Alley opening, which, um, w- which ran later than the- they thought, and they didn't announce the date for the opening of Diagon Alley until like weeks before, and it wasn't done until you know right up until the last second. And I think, but they had announced they were building Diagon Alley two or three years before it opened. So uh, I don't think we'll ever see that from Universal again, or the, with the, or with the current uh, you know company and the well, way they do things. They, well, I think the weeks before they opened was when they thought realistically they could get it open by, rather than have people plan their trips and then be disappointed that it wasn't open. Right, but if you think about it, the weeks before the opening date, you can't really plan a trip, you know. So that's that was the whole point is that they you know obviously they want people to plan trips for the summer. I think I think it was about a. Like a, like two months behind or a month and a half before the the, the time they they wanted to open by Memorial Day and, they, and it opened in July, so people couldn't really that's plan like, for uh, it. That's uh, that's standard like big theme park rules though. Like even opening day of Disney, the cement wasn't dry until that morning. You know, it was still not fully dry. Um, but I think Universal they're playing it smarter by by formally announcing what they know they're going to be able to do once it's already in place because. If you remember when they were announcing Avatar, when Disney announced Avatar, they were saying, oh, you'll be able to touch all the flowers and they'll all change colors at night. Oh, yeah. And yeah. None, of, none of that happened. All the stuff that they were showing, like the, at the D23, they were showing you can touch these and you can interact with this and it'll close and it'll open and it'll do this and that. And with the exception of the giant plant when you walk in that shoots um, some smoke and turns color, none of that came true because it was probably all hot they probably realized that how long they probably had the technology, but then all they needed to do would have somebody stick some gum in it or, um, you know, start scratching at the plant or doing whatever people do, which are people destroy and ride the theme parks really hard. And, um, realizing that it's going to be way too expensive to constantly have to maintain this stuff. It's probably why, um, the photos I've seen from galaxy's edge that there's a fence around the millennium Falcon. (laughs) <laughs> no just for you know the, how hard is that going to be to fix that thing every night you know as far as the physical thing that you walk by there's probably there's a reason because people are not nice to things yeah it's it's bizarre well, that's another topic too um but, but either way um universal um you know they're they've changed the game with their wizarding world attractions 
you know, and that's why we Star Wars is the way Star Wars is going to be. And you know, let's just, let's just keep seeing it. They get, the two uh, companies keep trying to up the ante, and we get awesome experiences until one of them says, "I quit," which I don't think that's happening anytime soon. <laughs> New, <laughs> and we we become the winners. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, they keep raising the prices too, so you know. Well, okay, everybody wins. <laughs> everybody wins, <laughs> and everybody loses at the same time. So I don't know. All right, all right. So, um, all right. So that's going to be Hagrid's. You know, we'll talk to Grant after he experiences uh, uh, the villains' party. What's it called again? Villains uh, takeover. Geez. I forget what it's. I, I'm going, and I forget what it's called. Yeah, villains after hours. Villains after hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and goes on Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios at Islands of Adventure in Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah, let's just keep, yeah, let's keep. <laughs> on Earth. Okay. So, uh, but what? Uh, another attempt to uh, put a little speed bump in uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is happening on the West Coast at Universal Hollywood, where they are debuting a re-theming, reskin expansion, whatever you want to call it, of the Jurassic Park River Adventure with Jurassic World The Ride that is scheduled to open sometime soon. Speaking of not giving opening dates, they still don't have one. It says summer. <laughs> 2019 <laughs> and uh every time we go there or talk to our, our our contacts there that's what they tell us i'm like yeah i got an opening date for us they're like in the summer <laughs> so we don't know when that one's coming but you, you'll know there'll be full creepy kingdom coverage on on that for sure they are testing the boats right now it, i i it it's probably going to be just open. I don't think they're going to say it's going to open on a certain date. I think it's just, it's going to be like, I think that, and that's kind of unprecedented to not actually have a date to say it's opening this date. I think it's just going to be like, it's open. Yeah. But honestly, this is kind of like a better, this is almost a better strategy rather than try to release something that's not complete. You know, like let's say they, have a bunch more plants that they want to put in or another animatronic dinosaur that they're still working on and that it's like okay well we'll add this in later once it's ready or we'll have these plants that are getting shipped from guatemala or what have you that we'll put up um in the ride i'd rather have the complete experience from day one and not have a neutered version of it right just so they make their date you know, i agree yeah just because I understand that Walt Disney says, as we see on all the signs, when we go to the Magic Kingdom or what have you, deadlines are a good thing. Yeah, deadlines are a good thing. However, deadlines can also screw up and give you an inferior product. In this case, that's true. I mean, deadlines definitely, you know, light a fire under your boat, your buttocks. <laughs> but, um, uh, but we're seeing that they're, they're – um, over promising and under delivering right when they do that which is not you know not really good for anybody right it's not good uh, for them it's no. not good for us <laughs> and so but what's interesting with this Jurassic World ride is that Chris Pratt is going to be at both 
theme parks, like in a way, because um, they have revealed that um, he has shot footage for this ride, and he's also in the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And I can't oh, think of boy. any other attraction where you have the same actor in rival theme parks. Wow. I'm, yeah. I've really been thinking about this for a while. There, I can't. I mean, off the top of my head, I did not come to mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somebody's probably going to write back and say, "Oh, you're missing so and so from this." It's probably a voice, but an actual like physical likeness. Physical yeah. likeness. Yeah. <laughs> I. God, I, no, no, no way. <laughs> hey, we're gonna get we're gonna get that over here as well because I'm sure. We'll see. The one in Florida <laughs> is probably going to do the Jurassic World. You know, like it just makes sense. Yeah, that, in I mean, some in some form. You know, but that's the whole thing. These Jurassic Park attractions are so bizarre to me because, like, in their design, not the actual uh, execution, uh, or I'm sorry, in their concept. Because, you know, when we first saw the first Jurassic Park movie, and then you want, you know, you want to experience that in a theme park. What do you want to do? You want to go you in, the in the Jeep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want the Jeep experience. It's The movie is setting it up for you. You know, like, it's already a theme park attraction. So, again, well, with the Jurassic World experience, what do you want to do? You want to go in the gyrosphere. So, I I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> well this, is a, uh, this is a more elaborate reskin, and apparently the boat is going to shake a little bit more uh, from what I've been hearing. But you are aware that when they were designing the Jurassic Park ride, they were actually doing the Jurassic Park ride before they did the Jurassic Park movie. I do know that. But and that um, they're doing this the they were doing the same Park time. Movie, yeah. The Jurassic Park movie was supposed to have a boat scene. I know that as well, but thanks for telling listeners. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying Yeah, on how that there was gonna be a T Rex attack with the boat like that that was supposed to be a thing yeah they couldn't they ran on a budget or something like that well the the theme the ride was supposed to be similar to the movie i get that i'm just saying as a i get why it happened i'm just saying as a uh as a as so as a as a uh customer consumer or whatever like when you see a movie and you go on the ride you want to experience the ride you know um jurassic park the ride as as the river adventure the original one um is okay. I mean, it's def- like I like the Hol- I liked the Hollywood version better than I liked the Orlando version, even though they're very similar. Um, I just just liked it a little better. But I'm re- but as far as what they haven't released too many details on what world the world one is. But it is it is one thing that is for sure is that it is, it is expanded well beyond the space that the original attraction was in. Like um, it is it is huge. Uh, space. If anyone's been to Universal Hollywood before, you go down to the lower lot. Uh, you know, Jurassic Park. The ride was on the left, and then there was uh, gift shop, eateries, Panda Express, or whatever. All that, and then there's nothing. And then you know, uh, to the to the right of that, and then right next to there is Transformers. From what I could, what you could see from the construction is they've extended the ride to go behind all of those buildings. But those used to be spaces where Halloween Horror Nights uh, bases were, but they would build them back there. So they have completely taken over that space behind all of those buildings, extended onto the existing ride. So I'm really curious to, see, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do here. 
Uh, I mean, the only thing they've shown in their promo is um, I don't know the names of any of these mega dinosaurs. So. Uh, the mo- the mo- the mosasaur, the yeah, water mosasaur. One. Yeah, <laughs> you know the one that uh, it, in Jurassic World kind of is their uh, Shamu <laughs> type of traction, <laughs> um, and you know that definitely appears to be screen based. I don't know how you could do that. Without, Otherwise, without, yeah. Oh yeah, no. And when when you can use a screen, as long as you can use it effectively, I'm all for it. It's when you do everything with screens nonstop and everything is a simulator. That's when it gets a little repetitive. Yeah, and there's obviously already there was already so much physical aspects of Jurassic Park River Adventure that I highly doubt the new adventure, <laughs> is, whatever it's going to be called, uh, is is all screen based. Um, but I, I'm very curious, especially with the the extended aspects of the ride and. To see, you know, what kind of what kind of fun, you know, we can we can expect here. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I've heard that they are still finding a way to use the T Rex from the end of the ride, but they're going to have it um, or have her, because it's a female, involved in a massive battle against another dinosaur. Something is probably going to be the. Um, Oh, the one from the first one, the, the first Jurassic World. The, yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, I mean, Indominus that, Rex. That's what happens at the yeah, it's at the end of the first one. Um, so well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I will say that you know, even here in Florida, the Jurassic uh, Park ride is kind of worse for the wear because the animatronics have not really been maintained probably as well as they should have been, honestly. And. Uh, it just, I don't know, that it the ride hasn't aged well. It looked a lot better when it first opened. Yeah, I've I've only been on it once in Orlando, and I, I really didn't care for the experience, <laughs> to be honest. And, I, and the, even the drop, it really hurt my chest when it, when it, when it, when we come down there, and that never happens when I when I rode it on Hollywood. I've been on that you know, uh, so, you know, many times, uh, but. You know, just to make a joke, when you first uh, turn the corner and enter, you know, the gates open and you see the animatronics and uh, on the Orlando version, <laughs> it looks like when you go to the Simpsons or on the Simpsons ride, when they when they go to their it's like their dinosaur pirate <laughs> thing yeah. where this all run down animatronics. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, with the dino. Oh, yeah. With the one that has its head like locked in a weird twisted position. Yeah, I mean, I'm joking. It's not that bad, but I mean, it's just <laughs> kind of, if, if, no, yeah. no, no, it is that bad. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's like there's it, one that has its head that's stuck in a weird, like twisted position. Well, well, I didn't see that. I mean, I haven't been on it in years, the Orlando version. So if you've been on it more recently and saw that, then it is in bad shape. <laughs> but it's probably really honestly hard to fix it because you have to then reskin the dinosaur and then get out of the water in order to do these because these dinosaurs are in the water. How do you fix it? I don't know. Plus, um, I watched some special about their skin, and it's a, like a, it's like a trade secret <laughs> Like uh, how they did the skins for the for the attraction, so it's not an easy thing at all. <laughs> oh yeah, because they have to be able to get hit by hurricanes. Because Florida, we get a little bit of rain. In fact, it rained this morning, and especially in the outside areas, you're not in a controlled environment. You know, you're in an area that, yeah, you don't necessarily have to have water shooting at the dinosaurs, getting them soaked, but they will naturally get wet by being outside. Yeah, I guess, the, and that's one thing is that in Southern California, you know, it barely rains. Just you know, uh, you know, a few months out of the year is when it rains. So, do you think that they uh, that the Jurassic World ride is going to be entirely enclosed? 
I hope not, but it's probably is going to be. <laughs> but I hope not because I. But I will say that when you're on the attraction, the original attraction, you know, it's it's so shoehorned in the corner there, you know, and you see like the parking structure and. <laughs> And stuff like that definitely oh, takes what's you out of it. That, like, what's strange is, like, I noticed that the parking structure actually is where Despicable Me is built on top of. It's super strange. Yeah, the super silly fun land, yeah. So you, if you actually are at the right angle, you could probably see some of the stuff from Super Silly Fun Land while you're on the Jurassic Park River Adventure. <laughs> so it, it, the, whole, see, the whole thing took you out of it, for sure. I didn't realize that they were actually expanding the ride. I just figured that they were like redoing the top like just re-theming the scenes it looks to be an expansion to me i mean you've the construction this could i mean this could be something else because another thing i want to bring up here is that to the left of the transformers attraction is used to be a parking lot um that was not that was gated off from theme park guests but that you could access the sound stage because there's a sound stage behind transformers um this past year, if you if you went, uh, when you, that's where the Stranger Things house was. Um, but that whole parking lot is completely leveled, and there's massive construction going on there. And 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 uh, like I I'm like that's de- and it's it's definitely not the Jurassic World ride because it's not even close to being completed. So no, and there's very there's very big rumors as to what it's going to be. Yeah, the, that's rumored to be that's where the. The Nintendo area will will be located when it yep. comes to Hollywood. Um, so that's that rumor. But <laughs> I believe Nintendo has, or sorry, that Universal has formally announced that there will be um, Super Nintendo World in California. Oh, right? they, they have. Yeah, they, 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 for, they have announced that, and that it is coming to Florida. But I now think it's coming to the third gate. Yeah, um, I, I don't call Volcano. Uh, Bay Gate, like they like to, you know, know like, like to, to me, that's it's a water, water park. It's just a water park. <laughs> it's a water park. I haven't, I haven't been there, and I'm, maybe my mind will change, but it's a water park. Oh, you haven't gone to Volcano Bay yet, huh? Uh, when it opened, honestly, um, that's when my wife started having all of her surgeries and such. So it didn't feel very fair for me to just say, "Hey, honey, I'm going to leave you here, and I'm going to go to Volcano Bay." <laughs> it was also not included in our annual pass, so. Um, Oh, there's that. Oh. We'll, we'll we'll get there in the next year. So that's kind of like a priority to check that out. Yeah, I'm not a water park guy, but I'm curious to, to hear firsthand your experience of that. But anywho, um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about water park rides. Uh, so, yeah, again, like I said, once it opens and whatever's going on with that, we'll have full coverage. Creepy Kingdom, you know that for sure. <laughs> Um, cause we are at every single event at universal Hollywood cause we love universal Hollywood and they love us too. I, I hope, <laughs> well, I think they love us cause they keep inviting us to everything. <laughs> so, Yay. And I, and, and honestly, I've loved universal Hollywood since I was a kid. You know, it's, it's clearly not universal Orlando, which is a theme park, but just growing up there and going there and getting to go on the sets for the movies, the original King Kong part of the ride was so incredible, which of course is similar to confrontation in Orlando. Um, used to be able to drive through Hill Valley, you know, before it burned up and, you know, back to the future was always a thrill. <laughs> and, um, and I, and I, every time I, we go and do stuff, I'm like, wow, this is, I'm, this is so cool. I get to go here and, 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 
do this stuff is <laughs> always a lot of fun so anyways we're excited um they're all oh and universal actually just announced hollywood they're having a fourth of july party um so they're going to be doing fireworks there on the fourth of july which they don't usually do fireworks at universal hollywood so that's just uh something to keep that's mind. really strange to me because I don't know. It just seems like it's a lot of work to bring in all the firework technicians and all the machinery required for that for a one night event. Well, that's what everyone does every year. Oh, well, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not Universal? <laughs> I don't think that they're ever going to be able to get as good as Disney without just because they're not in the game of creating a thing that happens every single night. Yeah, there's a few things of that. There's not like a real centralized area to watch it. As far as I know, we'll see. Um, we're thinking of attending. Um, and also I think that the area that it's in, you know, probably isn't going to go for it. You know, I mean, they are actually in the middle of a, of a massive studio <laughs> area. I mean, right uh, around the corner from them is Warner Brothers Studios <laughs> and, and all of yeah, Disney's not too far as well. I mean, there's just lots of just working movie studios in that area. And oh, so, God, if a, if a stray firework went off and caused a fire, every that would be probably one of the worst things that could happen. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be cranking this out every night or anything. So, <laughs> so I think it's just a special event. Yeah. But all righty, well... Um, we there are some other things coming up. We're going to talk about in other episodes. There's lots of Haunted Mansion 50th anniversary things coming up. Uh, we have Creepy Kingdom has some events coming up um, in August and September uh, in California and in Orlando. It's a little teases, but I'm sure if you follow us on social media, you're aware of some of these. But we're going to deep dive more into that. But this is our summer preview. Let's have a a fun dark theme park summer <laughs> yeah hey if you'd like to contact us here at the dark theme park show you can send us an email creepykingdom at gmail.com and for everything creepy kingdom including all of our written content, our videos, our YouTube channel, links to all of our social media, podcast notes, everything Creepy Kingdom is at creepykingdom.com, except for our Patreon account, <laughs> which there's a link to that as well, but it's not literally there. It's on Patreon, where we have exclusive content, including our very temporary home of our documentary about Haunted Mansion fans, Foolish Mortals. Temporary meeting. It's been there for a while and it's almost gone. It'll be leaving our Patreon soon, but to jump on it if you can. But even if you miss it, we have our Patreon exclusive podcast, Live from the Dungeon. All that fun stuff waiting for you at patreon.com slash Kingdom. Well, my friends, extra magic hours are now over, so now it's time to close the gates.